You know, my outfits have been pretty out there, but I think Stephen takes the cake today. So, yeah. I love it, though. Are you happy to be here this morning? Yeah? What an incredible way to start off Christmas Eve here gathering at church. My name is Melody. I'm one of the pastors here. And on the microphone today, we had our lead pastor, Grant Milesera, and his wife, Rana. His wife was on percussion. And then we had the trio of student ministries girls. So just what a great um, just way to kind of kick off our day. I hope that song in a barn in Bethlehem is stuck inside your brain all day long. I hope it is stuck in there. Um, and just there's so many things that go into today, into this morning, into the candlelight service later. Uh, thank you to the gentlemen who were, were Pete and Mike who were here sweeping the courtyard, plugging in the coffee. That's probably the most important job on a Sunday morning is plugging in the coffee. So thank you guys for what you do and your time. So yeah. You know, I'm just so thankful to be spending this morning with you. As Stephen just said, as Stephen just said, you know, Christmas is very much a time where we feel all sorts of emotions. Uh, as I will share with you in a second, one of the most happiest memories of my life was 17 years ago today when my husband proposed to, to be wed to me. Yeah? Uh, that was forever, that's a core memory, right? Um, also, one of the most difficult moments of my life happened three years ago today when on Christmas Eve morning, I got a call from my mom's doctor who said my mom had days to live. And right after that phone call, I had to sit across my father and tell him that my mom had days to live and she died five days later. So this is a very hard memory for me on this day. So believe me, believe me when I say that I understand the ups and downs that today can bring. I know that on the holidays, sometimes we feel these things more deeply than other times. So please, please, as Stephen just said, would you fill out a prayer card if you need prayer? If, you're, if, if this is a happy day for you, share that with us too. We want, to know, we want to know all of it. So will we pray right now again? Can we just stop for a second and pray? Lord Jesus, God, as, as we have said now from up here, and I think there's a reason for that, Lord. It's probably because there's so many different situations in the room, God. God, I pray for those of us who are just, we can't keep still in our seat because of the excitement that the day brings, because of the joy that this day brings, because of what we celebrate today, Lord. Lord, I pray for those who are having a difficult time staying in their seats this morning because of the heartache that they carry this morning, Lord, or the pain or the fear or even the shame and the guilt, Lord. Lord, I pray for every situation in this room. Lord, we ask and we believe that you are Emmanuel, God, with us. Would you be with us in this moment? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so as you walked in today, you should have gotten an itty-bitty present. Did everyone get one? Does anyone not have one? 
Raise your hand if you don't have one. I don't have one, and I actually need one. Can I have one? You guys left them back there? Oh, thank you, Stephen. Uh, Darren. If you didn't have one, I have backup peppermints. So we have one here. Okay, and then Darren, who just gave me a gift. Thank you, Darren. Oh, Ron, I gave it to you. Okay. It's, well, it's fine. It's fine. Well, when you got it, raise your hand high if you need it. Raise your hand high, 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 high. We have two. Um, if you got, what did you think when you got it? What did you think? We have Grace over here. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. There's lots of chatter. Are you guys comparing presents? All right, let's get those passed out. I feel like I've lost you. I've lost the crowd already. There's not even kazoos out there. All right. If you need one, raise your hand. But if you don't need one, don't talk about it. Um, what did you think? What did you think when you got this present as you walked in the door? Anyone, shout it out. What did you think? Who tied the bows? I went to the dollar store. No, I didn't. I went straight to Amazon. What is this for? What else did you think? Can we eat it? I love it. Can we eat it? It was cute. Okay, thank you. So I thought maybe as you walked in the room and you received this gift, you might think, oh, it's a Hershey's Kiss, right? And then who tried to unwrap it? Did anyone try to unwrap it? Okay, don't, don't unwrap it. Owen did. Okay. I thought maybe someone who has a little bit better taste in chocolate would think it was a seized candy chocolate. But then I was like, no, they're not going to think that because we're a church and we're on a budget. So we can't do seized candy. But uh, the truth is that it is an empty little gift. It is just a little box. It's a little decoration. There's nothing in there. There's no real purpose to that empty box other than what you will see in a little bit. So let's see if we can change what this empty box means, okay? All right. Well, as I mentioned before, 17 years ago, on December 24th, it was actually a Sunday. It was a Sunday after church that uh, Chris and I were dating, and we went to my parents' house after church. And uh, the next thing you know, Chris asked me to go outside, and my big Argentine family is watching from the window. And the next thing you know, I am saying yes to marrying Chris. Yeah. Every time, every time I see that picture there, the one where we're coming out of the gazebo, every time I see that, I think like, man, what joy and excitement they, those two have on their faces, you know? Oh, they're so young. They don't know. They don't know. Well, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Chris and I had not dated long before this day came. We actually met on one September 23rd, just a few months beforehand, and I was gone on an inter international trip all of November, and on December 24th, he proposed. Now, here's the thing about Chris. So when I went on that first date on September 23rd, I went to my mom and dad's house right after the date, and I said, get ready, because I'm gonna marry this guy. I was a thousand percent sure. I was gonna marry this guy. It was a sure thing, it was a given. 
So when he proposed on Christmas Eve, I, I was really surprised. I really was surprised because, you know, I, I had no idea. It caught me off guard because, you know, we hadn't set a specific time. I didn't, I didn't think, you know, we, we spent a lot of time together. I hadn't really seen him planning anything. I feel like he did actually talk to my parents while I was gone on my international trip. But I thought, no, if they, if they met, I would have known about it. You know, something would have slipped, something would have. But, you know, I wasn't expecting this proposal at all on this day. Um, but, you know, I did, I did know it was coming. And why did I know it was coming? I knew it was coming because I knew who Chris was already. I trusted his intentions. I was a thousand percent sure I wanted to marry him. He was two thousand percent sure he wanted to marry me. Okay, uh, and here we were, three months later, and it was actually happening. So, have you ever had something like that where you're absolutely sure something is going to happen? You're just not sure when. You're just not sure how. You're just not sure what. Maybe you're, you know, you've kind of had to wait on this. And let me tell you, can the waiting be hard? Yes. Let's see, if you're a kid in here, how many hours is it till tomorrow morning? Oh, like a thousand percent hours, right? Right? 16, someone said six, that's probably my daughter right there. She knows the exact, she knows the exact hours. But sometimes the wait, the wait can leave us wondering. The wait can leave us wondering if this is ever going to happen. And the excitement of the wait, maybe the excitement of the wait, can also maybe leave us disappointed if things don't work out the way we were thinking they would, or when they would, or how they would. This is the situation surrounding what we come together to celebrate today. This is this situation, the arrival of Christ, the Messiah, his arrival, the how, the when, the whatever was completely unknown to everybody. And everyone was waiting with grand expectancy. They were waiting. God had been revealing things to people over hundreds of years that a, a Messiah would come, a savior, a king would come deliver them, to give them freedom, to rule over them forever. Multiple prophecies about this person when I'm, the verse I'm about to read to you was written hundreds of years before Christ actually came on the day of his birth. It's Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called, read it with me, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The, the people of Israel, they had this promise, but this was written hundreds of years. They knew something was coming. They knew. What a promise, yes? But what a wait, yes? So one day, a very unsuspecting girl receives a visit. This is in Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. 
The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his word and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the, so the Holy One to be born will be called Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. What does Mary say here? Read it with me. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to be me fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So we just read that prophecy a hundred, hundred, hundreds of years beforehand. You will be given a son called Wonderful Savior, uh, Prince of Peace, Mighty, all these things. And here it is happening. It is coming to the time. It was time. It was time for the Messiah to make his arrival. The promise had been spoken. And Mary's response was, I am the Lord's servant. There's another story about another pregnancy in Luke. The same chapter where this is found, it talks about another pregnancy just before what we just read. In fact, the same angel gave this message to another couple in Luke uh, chapter 1, verse 13. An angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been answered. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. You are to call him John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. That's what every wife wants to hear her husband say, right? <laughs> the angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. So two stories here, and the difference between the two stories is expectation and expectancy. Now, what do I mean by that? Let's take a look one more time. What do I mean by that? In Mary's story, she is told something re remarkable, and her response is, I am the Lord's servant. There was no, hmm, there was no what, there was no, well, there was kind of a what. But her response was, I am the Lord's servant. In Zechariah's story, he is told something response, remarkable, and his immediate response was, mm, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. 
So here I have this little chart. When we live by expectations, as Zechariah did, when we live with expectations, we believe that we know what God should, what, what he's going to do. We believe we know how it should happen and when it should happen. That's expectations, when we live with expectations. Well, with expectancy, like in the story of Mary, we put our full trust in God. We walk forward openly, not knowing perhaps all the details, but we press into the fact that we believe his promises to be true and his intentions to be trustworthy 1,000%. So that is the difference between expectations and expectancy, and that is the difference between these two stories. And I think in our stories, we can kind of find ourselves in this place sometimes. When we live our life with certain expectations, we make scenarios in our minds, yes? We make scenarios in our minds about the best scenario or the way things should go, right? We think, oh, I, I know how this is gonna play out. And expectations are not a bad thing, but they can. They can leave us feeling empty and disappointed when things don't turn out the way we thought they should go, yes? Yes. I think if I could go back, if I could go back and ask Mary what her expectations of her life would, were before that message, I wonder if Mary even had a different vision for her life. I wonder. But her response, I am the Lord's servant. Now this whole week, I have been playing in my head because I knew I was gonna talk a lot about Mary here. I have been playing in my head the song, Mary, Did You Know? Do you know it? Yes. Do you know it? Yes. And I've been thinking, we even had a jam session in our teaching team with uh, Grant. He was on guitar, I was singing, Justin and Steven recorded us for blackmailing purposes, I think, later. <laughs> And I've been thinking about these lyrics because, you know, it talks about the expectations she has of her baby. It talks about it. Now, I'm going to read it. Maybe I'll sing. But I will say that I was given a gift this morning. And I think it's only appropriate that I sing with it. <laughs> Hold on. That's not the best part. Watch. You saw it? This wasn't even on my Christmas list, but... So I'm going to read these lyrics. Perhaps I will sing some in a moment. And if I sing, I'll ask you to join with me, all right? But I am going to hold this. Thank you, Monica, for my gift this morning. So going back to the message, okay, focus. Um, I've been thinking about these lyrics. Let me read them to you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters, has come to make you new? This child that you delivered would soon deliver you. Did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man, will calm the storm with his hands? Let's sing this part, ready? Let's get on to it, ready? The blind will see, the deaf will hear, come on. The dead will live again. This is totally sucks. Come on. The lame will leap. 
the great I am. Right? So I've been thinking a lot about this song and thinking like, my goodness, what were her expectations as she was pregnant with this baby? As she knew what she carried, her response to her changed world was, Lord, I am your servant. So we find ourselves here today on the eve of Christmas celebrating the coming of Christ. Today we celebrate God's fulfillment of his promises. The waiting and the wondering, they came to be when one night God's love came down to all of us in form of a little baby. He came to do all these things, give sight to the blind, calm the storm with his hands, For all of us, he came to deliver us and give us a hope and a future. This is what he promised and he did. We say this a lot in here if you're just visiting us, but we believe that his promises are true and that they're for everyone. They're for all of us. Amen? Amen. And some of us today can sit here and say amen and hallelujah to that because I believe that. I believe that to be 1,000% true. But some of us in this room might not be feeling so amen and so hallelujah. Yeah? Yeah? That's very true. We may be familiar with the gifts that are talked about this time of year. We may be familiar with these words, hope, joy, peace, and love. These words might be so familiar during this time of year that we see them as Christmas decorations that we put up this time of year. But are we so familiar with these words that we forget what incredible gifts they actually are? Are we too familiar with these words that we are not living in the expectancy of what God can do with these words? Are we too familiar that we forget these words have power, these words have meaning? These words are almost indescribable in some situations. There's hope in the midst of pain, joy in the midst of grief, peace in uncertain moments, and there's one who always, always loves us, and that's 1,000% true for everybody in this room. We all have different situations, but I know that God is in every situation in here. And he didn't come to be the savior, the hope, the love and joy just for this side of the room and not that side of the room. Or he didn't come to be the hope, the love and the joy for the good and the happy moments. He wants to be in it all. God sent his son to restore relationship, give us access to him, and give us access to these indescribable gifts that we have here, hope, joy, love, peace, to give us access to these indescribable gifts. Let us not get so familiar with these words that we lose 
our expectancy of what can happen. Amen? Amen. Are you willing to be surprised? (laughs) You have to be willing to be surprised. You have to be willing to be surprised by what these words can mean. Because if not, sure, throw them up on your Christmas tree. But what else does it mean to you, to your life? What else? He can be your wonderful counselor in your situation. Let's look back at that verse that was written hundreds of years before Christ was born. He can be your mighty God in your situation, your everlasting father in your situation. What if we took this empty box that we have here today and we said, I want to live in expectancy of what you will do in my life. What if we took this little box and instead of making it this morning kind of an empty promise to God, what if we did something? What if we did something actually tangible with this? And I'll tell you what we're going to do in a second. But what if we lived that we would 1,000% believe and trust that God is in every situation in your life, regardless of your understanding of it. What if we said today, Lord, I am your servant. Lord, I am your servant. I I don't understand the what, the how, the why, but Lord, I am your servant. If you feel led to do this today, we're going to go to communion now. If you feel led to do this today, I'm going to ask that you grab your little box or your peppermint. That you take your little box and come receive communion from us up here and back there. And then, if, if you want to say to God today, Lord, I am your servant. I'm going to ask that you place it in one of these glass containers up here and in the back. It's a symbolic way to say, Lord, I believe your promises, your gifts. I believe that hope, joy, love, peace, I believe these things are available to me. I want to press into them. I believe your intentions in my life to be good. Lord, I am your servant. So we'll take some time to do that today. Again, you don't have to. You don't have to if you don't want to. But that is the invitation today. To come and, and bring a little bit of yourself to the Lord this morning.
Has everyone been served? Do you want me to put your gift? I'm going to have uh, Chris and Scott here bring up the gifts from the back. And it doesn't look like too many of them, but there was at least 160 given out before we ran out, and a couple of you got peppermints. So here's the thing about the small, small gift. Jesus came and gave us everything. Everything. He gave up his life to give us a hope and a future. And again, these gifts of joy because of love. We do this every week, not just on Christmas. We do this every week because we want to constantly remind ourselves and remind each other of this incredible, indescribable gift that came down to us because of love. And today, we light the candle of love. We light the candle of love this morning. And if you'll notice, all the other candles that we've, that we've lit in across the, lit in, I don't know if that's a word, that we've lit across this season, across these Sundays, because of his love, we have peace. Because of his love, we have hope. Because of his love, we have joy. Because of all of this. Let's take this opportunity to remember to be expectant of these gifts and this life on earth and the life to come. No matter where you are in your life, God is not done in your story. Live in, in expectancy of what God can do in your story. Galatians 4, 4 says, But when the right time came, God sent his son. Let's take the breath. And in Isaiah 9, 2, it says, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Let's take the cup. Lord, we want to live in great expectancy, Lord, of what you would do in our lives. Lord, would we not be so familiar with these words that we forget the power, the meaning behind them. Lord, I pray that as each person lives today, that they would be surprised by hope. They would be surprised by joy. They would be surprised by peace. 
that they would be surprised by love, Lord. Lord, that we would live 1,000% certainty of the fact that you are still writing our story, Lord, and that your promises are true and you are to be trusted, Lord, in good and bad. Lord, would we live in expectancy of what you will do and that we would all say, Lord, we are your servants. Lord, bless us and keep us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.